Hey everybody, welcome to the third installment of The Freeze uh, with Chris Mejia, Andy Radke, and I am Reed Patook. We got a great show this week coming up for you with the NFL free agency uh, in action. A busy couple of days this week, as well as the tournament bracket was just released. This week we are sponsored by Pursuit and Tie, helping young career individuals uh, get their first job in the real world. Yeah, uh, first sponsorship. Hell yeah. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> we made it. Um, so I'd like to shout out to uh, Ryan and Kelly Shirley uh, for giving us the opportunity um, and uh, offering us large sums of money. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be expecting a check uh, here anytime soon uh, for our free sponsorship. So um, to get things kicked off here, we had a uh, crazy week of free agency. Um, all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, most importantly, what people are uh, keeping an eye on is uh, quarterbacks. Uh, everybody knows that's uh, really kind of the key to getting to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl and being successful uh, in the NFL. Uh, there's a lot of big name free agents out there. There's some that should be traded. Uh, Want to get everyone's take. We got uh, a couple here, Jimmy Garoppolo, Tony Romo, Smokin' Jay, Mike Glennon signing for uh, three years, $45 million with the Chicago Bears. Uh, pretty crazy. Wait a second, wait a second. Mike Lennon went to the Chicago Bears? He went to the Chicago Bears, <laughs> and not just for a couple uh, couple of dollars. Uh, I think it was $45 million over three years, and I think the guarantee uh, was a lot. I know he's going to make $15 million guaranteed this year, 15 or 16 guaranteed this year. Is he, is he like, he's, he's going to be the backup, right? No, he's the, he's the starting quarterback. They oh, have, he's declared starting quarterback. And the I Bears like, are going with Mike Lennon. Wait, like they cut Cutler or Cutler's? yeah, cut, Cutler. Cutler has been cut. Cutler, the Cutler has been cut. He is a he's a free agent. Um, but yeah, my, I really like the Michael Lennon signing, and I know people are gonna. It's I know it's crazy, right? So there's a couple of different reasons why I like this. Um, one, it's really kind of a one year contract, and they can cut bait. It's nothing like the Brock Osweiler, the heist, uh, which we'll talk about later, um, but uh, which was coined by Bill Simmons, I believe. Uh, but uh, we got. A, a lot of stuff going on uh, where, where the, it just makes a lot of sense, right? So Mike Lennon can come in, he can be successful for a year. If he's not, you get rid of him and you, it's basically $15 million, And if it works out, you got a good deal paying a, a quarter, good quarterback. Because where was Mike Lennon at last time? Tampa Bay. That's so, what I thought. Yeah, he, was, he backed up Russell Wilson in college at NC State. Okay. And he's the reason Russell Wilson didn't go back to NC State and he went to Wisconsin. So Russell Wilson, who a uh, local Seattle quarterback, uh, went to Wisconsin because he went to play college or professional baseball, didn't quite make it, uh, and then tried to come back to NC State. And they said, well, we have Mike Lennon, so we're not going to let you back. Uh, so he went to Wisconsin and dominated the, uh, I believe it was the Big Ten. Big Ten. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, well, first off, right off the bat, uh, shout out to Chicago Bears for finally getting uh, rid of the, uh, the baggage known as Jay Cutler. J My favorite way of describing Jay Cutler has always been the human embodiment of the phrase, C's get the grease. Because that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what Jay Cutler, he's not bad, but he's not good. He, he has all the tools to be a really, really good quarterback, but he just... Don't care! He just doesn't give it. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. There's all those great stories, the Jay Cutler don't care story. There's, there's all sorts of awesome stuff. Have you, have you heard that story? No. So in Chicago, right when he first got there, uh, he was at a bar. Uh, obviously, had been drinking all day. Um, 
uh, somebody came up to him and was like, "Oh my God, you're Jay Cutler! Welcome to the City of Chicago." I went to Vanderbilt. Like we went to we went to high school. Like I went to a rival high school. Of yours. I've been following your career. Like can't wait for you to be here. All this stuff. Jay Cutler's in the urinal currently using the urinal. Just cocks his head back. And says, Don't care. <laughs> so this is a legend story. Um, but the guy called the radio called a radio a local radio station like right away. Um, told everybody, and so the uh, the tagline is "Smoking Jay don't care," and it works out because it seems like he just doesn't care when he plays football. Like he makes amazing throws, he just doesn't seem to uh, to really care. He's 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 kind of like the football version, of, like in terms of how he always just does middle of the road and nothing bad has happened to him. Like his his like job security has never been questioned. He's kind of like that trust fund kid who gets hired by his dad. Yeah. Like to work for his dad's company, and he's a, he's he's not a good employee at all. But he's just never gonna get fired. Like, like he's not that he's a bad employee, but like at the same time, no one, no one has ever said Jay Cutler with like positive exclamation and like in the same sentence before. Well, it's tough. It's like what we just talked about at the beginning. It is so there. If, if, even. If you look at the worst quarterback in the NFL this past year, right, you can name uh, probably Jared Goff, who's garbage, and for a conversation <laughs> for another day. Um, but he is still the 32nd best quarterback in the world. In the world. Like, that's how hard it is to find these guys. There's probably 15 like of them that very, are I feel like you're very generous right now. Yeah, he's probably more like 100. I'm, I firmly believe there's a lot of arena football quarterbacks. Who, who <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a hot take. <laughs> okay, maybe not a lot, but it's like at least three. I, I would yeah. say at least three arena football quarterbacks who could maybe show up Jared Goff. Jared Goff has a really <laughs> hard start to his career. I mean, with the, with the HBO show, it was probably the worst thing that could ever happen to him. Because the world knew... Jared Goff, not going to be successful. <laughs> <laughs> just, just immediately knew. Not there was something where he like didn't know where, which like the sun like the, like sun rises on the east and sets in the west. He yeah. was like there was like shocking breaking news to him, <laughs> and I was watching that and I was like, Hey, no one paid him to learn. They paid him to play football. Yeah, yeah I was. That, that's true. <laughs> quite, quite a Pac-12 degree can get you there. Um, we can come, we'll come back and talk about well, that. Well, speaking of Pac-12 can... degrees, uh, football players in the NFL, that one guy on the uh, the Colts that stole an Uber driver's car or something. I can't Wait, remember. what? what? <laughs> we'll, go, we'll figure it out later. We'll talk yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're, we're going to have to leave But Tony Romo, also, uh, the Cowboys won't make a decision. So Tony Romo this week posted this video uh, with, with music in the background saying thank you to the city of Dallas. He was moving on. Um, they were supposed to cut him that day. Never cut him. Then five hours later, got a report. Dallas is trying to trade Tony Romo. Now couldn't cut him again. Can't find a trade. Still haven't done anything. Let the guy go. Like he's yeah. I I think because um, uh, obviously everything that I say, just know that as an Eagles fan, I'm always naturally going to be the most preaching of how terrible that organization is. Uh, but like I feel like. They can't just let go of Tony Romo the way you can let go of anyone else because Tony Romo is is an icon to Dallas. And, like, if you let go of him, which they most likely will because of... Uh, $16 what, million this year. Yeah, what's what's his face? Dak Prescott. Yeah, Dak, Dak Prescott. He's... As much as I hate... And I hate the Dallas Cowboys and everything about them. I have to admit, Dak Prescott, he's a good quarterback... He's not like the next thing. He's not like the next. Um, he's not the next Tom Brady or anything like that. He just has the best offensive line to work with. And if you have yeah. the best offensive line to work with, 
most quarterbacks will shine. But that being said, Dak Prescott, after his rookie season, I don't foresee him having a terrible season this season because unless a major amount of people leave. I I think he's good, man. I I really do think he's going to be in that top 10 quarterback range. And I I think he... Oh, he'll succeed for sure. Well, he's a lot lot like Russell Wilson, right? So Russell Wilson's not... If you were to look at Russell Wilson, you're not going to say starting NFL quarterback. You're going to say... That guy's like five ten. What's he doing here, right? Yeah. And and playing football, and he's easily one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, top five in my book. Yeah. So I mean, it's crazy. I, I there, there's rumors too. Tony's going to go to Denver, which drives me crazy as a Patriots fan. I I like your Cowboys are my it's Denver to me, right? Right. So like within our in our division, like we have Miami. The Jets and the Bills, which are all just laughable, usually with like their their like transactions. In all fairness, though, most of the AFC is very laughable, yeah. though. But John Elway's doing it again. He's just picking up old guys. And you know, I I would not be shocked as a Patriots fan. It gets to a point with Jimmy Garoppolo where it's going to be Jimmy or Tom, and we're going to move on from Tom, and Tom's just going to end up in Denver and just screw us over. <laughs> well, like, you know, it also is on the table for Tony Romo, though. Is um, he uh, Fox Sports South has a a pending employment for him to be an NFL analyst if he re- if he does decide to retire. Yeah, which is a great job. I mean, like, John Gruden's getting paid $6 million a year. I think yeah. it's, like, or it's, yeah. it's reported which, to do that. Which, sidebar real quick, I think John Gruden's going to be the next John Madden in the sense of just rambling uncontrollably. Well, he's not already, dude. He's a, I've been watching that guy for a long time. <laughs> There's a fake John Gruden Twitter, if you guys haven't followed it. Um, I think it's like faux John Gruden, but it's spelled like uh, F A U X. Yeah, F A U X. Yeah, uh, John Gruden. Great Twitter. Just just go do yourself a favor and follow that. Um, we talked about Smoke and Jay. We talked about Mike Lennon. Um, the other one that that's really a travesty for me is Kirk Cousins. I think that guy has such a future in the league, and Dan Snyder won't let him be free. It's in the same way with Tony Romo. Like Tony will eventually move on, right? You, Dallas is not going to pay him sixty million dollars a year to sit behind Dak Prescott, right? Yeah. But w- with Kirk Cousins, they franchised him last year. They franchised him again, which is uh, I think it's the average of the top four or top three salaries in the NFL. Yeah, top. And three. then they have to they had to pay a thirty percent increase on top of that because of uh, it's year two of the uh, franchise tag for him. Yeah, yeah. so so they're like paying him ungodly, like an ungodly amount of money. He wants to go to the 49ers with uh, their new head coach over there. And uh, Dan Snyder just won't let him. Yo, isn't there like big beef between Dan Snyder and... Um... There's beef between Dan Snyder and everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's <laughs> a very broad question. He just They just fired their GM, who I think they had a falling out, and it looks like they're trying to blame it on... So he's the, the GM had some alcohol problems in the past, mm-hmm. uh, but all the reports from the players were like, he's great, he's never come in, he's been fine, sober. Um, Dan Snyder was like feeding out reports that... Uh, he allegedly there was some. He was in the locker room drinking and stuff like that. So it's it's just a very mo- cloudy situation. Whatever we look at it, right? You, we're not there, so we don't know what's happening. But just there's always like this dark cloud over uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. So and it, I gotta say, as a fan of an NFC East team, I am loving every second of it. Yeah, I bet <laughs> we are not gonna be the fourth worst team in the <laughs> NFC East. What am I saying? We will be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, maybe not, man. We with free agency, uh, the Eagles are loading up. They had two yeah. two big signings: uh, blue chip uh, Mike Mike Dawes, if you're listening, uh, Tory Smith, blue chip recruit. Uh, signed with the Eagles, <laughs> and then you also have Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Je- uh, the the getting of Jeffrey was was really a happy moment for me because the wide receiver 
uh, just outfit in the Eagles is just hot, hot, hot garbage. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, uh, I have such a hatred for. He is one of the worst receivers I've ever seen. He's dropped so many passes. I'm not even going to try to make a joke about it because it just frustrates me so much that I can't even try to find joy <laughs> in the fact of how many times Nelson Aguilar has dropped passes. Uh, the other receivers, like Jordan Matthews, he's not terrible, but... He's kind of been a letdown. Everyone thought yeah. he was going to be that. I mean, you guys, had, you guys with such a young quarterback with a lot of promise, you need to put weapons around him. Yeah, and he needs work. a security blanket. And yeah. That's what Tory Smith and, and, and Alshon that, are going to do. And that do. was one thing a lot of people kept comparing Dak Prescott against um, Carson Wentz, and like they're both great quarterbacks. But at the end of the day, potentially. Whoa! I mean, <laughs> let's not don't kill my optimism. You're talking about Carson Wentz is the greatest <laughs> yeah, quarterback yeah, of all time. Just, come on, that that. Did you Chucky, not give it to the hype of the first two games of the season last year? Listen, he's the Chucky Fencer of the NFL, and Chucky Fencer can pull off some stuff in Rugrats. So will Carson Wentz, but that's besides the point. The point is, uh, how dare you? Okay, first off, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, I'm a Patriots fan, and I have Tom Brady, and I just never have to worry about a quarterback. Let me just pick on a guy who hasn't had a good quarterback since Donovan. McNabb puked on the field while playing the Patriots, right? <laughs> Listen, it's been a rough couple years. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm letting a lot out. I apologize. I rambled. The point is, uh, Carson Wentz, yeah, he needs weapons. Uh, he didn't have any weapons last year, and he did decent considering that he had nothing to work with. Uh, I think with Jeffries now, uh, he's going to do a little bit better. He's not going to have an amazing season because at the end of the day, the old line, offensive line is practically non-existent. Uh, but this we, is a this is a good draft for that. Yeah, the, the 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 draft is loaded at corner, wide receiver, and offensive line. So yeah. it's like it's. I think you guys will have a good. I mean, it, you're in a building process, right? Yeah. You're going to continue to get better. Like no one's expecting you to win the Super Bowl this year. If you get to the playoffs and make make a run, great. It's like Ohio State when they won the national championship a couple of years with Urban Meyer, like in the second year. Nobody was expecting them to win that year, and there were some shenanigans, in, in my opinion, of how they got into that tournament. But they, they won. They did a great job. They won with a backup quarterback, and I could totally see something like that happening with the Eagles. And there's, there's, that's the best part about the NFL, right? The parody of it, right? You Listen, can have any I, year. I say that every August. <laughs> <laughs> I say hey, that. I'll say this. Going into this season, I thought the Falcons were going to be at best 7-9. <laughs> And they won the Super Bowl and blew a 25-point lead. You know, that's true. I remember you were like, oh, the uh, Falcons aren't getting anything. And I remember the Eagles were like 4-0. I'm like, this is it. This is, this is the year. And Falcon, the Falcons are very confident with their roster. They have not been making any moves. Yeah. I saw they were they going re- out. They made, they've re-signed. Uh, yeah, they haven't made any actual uh, – um, uh, any signings outside the organization yet. They just well, no, they signed that one players. guy from who was like a backup uh, in Dallas, wasn't he? Or did he sign somewhere else, a backup linebacker? I, you guys you guys have done a really good job of drafting, and you have a lot of really good team speed on defense. And yeah. I know you were trying to get Terry Poe, who's like yeah. the fastest They need the D-line. The D-line is the their biggest need. The D-line was rather quiet. They don't have any um, um, pass rushers, like impact pass rushers, really. Yeah. Especially on the D-line. Um, Even outside of uh, Vic Beasley? Vic Beasley's a linebacker, so he's on the line. Um, but yeah, he, Vic Beasley's the only guy. Yeah. And... Um, they just they just need more D line, okay. and yeah. so that's why. They, but they've been quiet. They, they want DeAndre Poe. I think that's their number one target. But he's kind of Don Terry yeah. Poe. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Don Terry Poe. Um, but he's been visiting with a bunch of other teams. Apparently, the Colts went really well for him. I thought he, he got signed signed by them, but then rejected, it and it was just a false rumor. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the Falcons are paying it smart though. There's a lot of D line men on the market for free agency right now. Yeah. So yeah. they're able to to play it cool, not make any 
rash decisions and just uh, and hopefully it works out for the best. Yeah, you you guys need a space eater in in the D line. Mm-hmm. You need no, you, you need, need a, a second half offensive coordinator. That's yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> Too uh, soon, too soon. Too he's soon, he's too in soon. as a Pats fan. We're gonna we're gonna wait till the season starts before we okay. can start rip into those guys. Fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, but to of, go back, but to go back to the Eagles, I think the fact that in this free agency that they're getting wide receivers that kind of eases off the pressure with the draft that we can focus on other positions because basically the Eagles need position uh, new people or like better people almost everywhere. Uh, and the fact that we can you know get this wide receiver thing, give Carson Wentz some weapons, so then that way if in the draft. We can focus on O-line, we can focus on defensive players, and then we can focus on a running back because uh, my favorite player, who, whose name I'm blanking right now, so this is embarrassing that he's my, he's my favorite eagle right now. Short Sproles? Dude. Sproles, there you go. <laughs> I have his jersey. And I forgot his <laughs> you wear his jersey all the time. Yeah. I was like, what? Uh, Darren Sproles is my favorite eagle right now uh, because they gave away Jeremy Macklin and um, Shady McCoy, but... Uh, yeah, Darren Sproles, he's old. I think he, he's literally, this is going to be his last season, and then he's, he's uh, going to retire. Uh, so we need a new running back. Uh, yeah. And I think definitely replacing him and getting a young person who like can just come in and be, be with the team in the long haul is going to be important. So the fact that they got the wide receivers out of the way helps at ease a little bit. So then we can either, you know, hopefully these wide receivers pay off. Because I think everyone they signed was a one-year contract. So yeah. it's like... It's, good to, it's, a, it's a trial run, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or at least we can stall another year and then go, get wide receivers the next year. So yeah. I, I think right now what the Eagles have done in the free agency, had, the only thing that made me upset was uh, giving away Co- Connor Baldwin, who yeah. was a defensive player who I absolutely loved. Uh, he lo- he was basically like if you didn't yeah. want to punch Macklemore yeah. in the face. That's, <laughs> that's exactly. Well, well speaking, <laughs> speaking of Alshon, we had we've, this. This has been a great year for uh, Carolina Gamecocks. Yes, absolutely. The real USC. Yes. Uh, not that Southern Cal- California. This is a banner year. All those all those players that are part of the Connor Shaw Golden Era are getting their free agent contracts and they're looking solid. Uh, Alshon getting paid by the Eagles. You got Patrick DeMarco getting getting signed by the Bills. The well, Bills we, got two fullbacks. Yeah, what now. are the Bills doing? The Bills, the Bills got, got the, Patrick DeMarco and, and you got, Mike Tolbert. Yeah, you got the Vulture and you got Patty D. What do you like? Like what are the like? Oh, you know what? The Patriots are loading up right now. You know what, we you were going to talk about that. Yeah. You know what we're going to do is we're going to bring back uh, the two fullback set. <laughs> like you know what? what? You know what I'm going to say? Both of those players were in the last two Super Bowls. I think the Bills would love to have a, lo- a Super Bowl loss next season. <laughs> so they're like, what's, what's the common denominator? This fullback. They got Tolbert from the Panthers, and then you got Patty DeMarco from the Falcons. Two, two fullbacks. It's just Two crazy. Super Bowl losing fullbacks. It's crazy. I just want to say for the record, if there was a documentary about the Buffalo Bills, it would be called What Are the Bills Doing? <laughs> Bills Mafia. Dude, like, Bills, Bills, Mafia. Bills Mafia. That's, that's but anyways, great. But I want to get back to South Carolina. And then I also, uh, who else? Uh, DJ Swearinger. DJ just signed a huge deal. Yeah, huge deal. I, I don't know where where did he go? He was with Arizona last year. Did he go to Washington? Yes, Washington. Yeah, it was Redskins. a big big deal over there. What's such an interesting year uh, in free agency? Because for the first time ever, majority of teams outside of like the Vikings have cap room, so yeah. there's there's yeah. there's ability to make these big contracts. So like. New England is known for not paying people. We paid, I think it's... Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore. Another Stephon one. Gilmore. We paid him $40 million guaranteed out of, like, it's a $65 million contract. Yeah. We paid him $40 million guaranteed. I saw that and my mouth dropped because I was like, 
who is this guy? And they talked about this on Bill Simmons' podcast. And they said, if Bill Belichick gives somebody money, you just automatically think he's better. So, Stephon Gilmore, I've seen him against the Bills. We've played the Bills twice a year for the past four years when right. he's on there. He's been great, but he's not someone I'm like, oh, man. No one's been Stephon talking about Gilmore. <laughs> we give him money, and I'm like, that guy's a future Hall of Famer. Just <laughs> immediately. Nobody nobody has been saying, like, when you think of like the, the elite cornerbacks of the league, Stephon Gilmore. Right? No. If, you, if you bring up his name, you're like, oh, yeah, he's good. Yeah. But you know what? People will start talking about other, uh, will say a few names before they'll yeah. get to Stephon Gilmore. Maybe because he's just tucked away in the... In the north, uh, northeast, uh, and Buffalo. Yeah. Um, Stefan Gilmore's mom doesn't even know who Stefan Gilmore is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so she knows now. He's just got all this money. Um, yeah, dude. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. And then which, new- which, uh, sorry to sidebar. I just want to say, I think that's uh, a, a hilarious aspect about being a dedicated fan of a team because it's, just the level of delusion of how much you would defend something that doesn't need to be defended. Like, Stephon Gilmore, you didn't know who he was, or you didn't care who he was. The second he becomes a member of your team, you're like, well, I mean, come on, like, six years ago, he had a, you know, he had a great performance, and his stats were, like, mid-level, but, you know, he just needs to break out. He just needs to break, like, the level. <laughs> he's, he's intercepted Tom Brady three years ago on a bobbled, bobbled uh, pass. Catch. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> like, um, I, it's like, that's the greatest interception of all time. Like, I, like... A player like the okay, Jared. If Jared Goff became the next Eagles quarterback, I will figure out how to spend three hours straight defending <laughs> Jared Goff as the Eagles quarterback and say he's the next best. You thing. couldn't, but you, you could. could. I, I could give you. you I, could, I could give you this. Yeah, right. I could give you this book right here, and you'd be a better quarterback <laughs> than Jared Goff. I'm just not a fan. I don't know if you guys could tell. Um, I do want to talk about this, and I know none of you want to listen to this. Um, but New England is in absolute win-now mode. We just got Brandon Cooks from the New Orleans Saints for a first-round pick and our compensatory third-round pick we got from the Browns from the San- signing Jamie Collins, or s- trading Jamie Collins. Um, it's really shocking. We're doing that. We got Dwayne Allen. We paid Stephon Gilmore. They're working on Dante Hightower, and I, every time my phone vibrates with an ESPN update, I jump to it hoping we, we, we re-signed him. We still haven't yet. I will say that this free agency is reminiscent of the 2007 free agency when the Patriots went 19-0. You got the, the day one free agent signing with Stephon Gilmore. They did that with another guy. Yep. You probably remember that guy's name. I'm blanking on his name right now. But And then you got the disgruntled uh, wide receiver, just like Randy Moss in 07, but this time you got Brandon Cooks. Yeah. And then you're going to re-sign uh, one, uh, a player on defense. So in 07, you re-signed Asante Samuel. Yep. And then you're going to re-sign Malcolm Butler. So then there's going to be the next piece of the puzzle is... Um, well, there's going to be a fourth piece of the puzzle. <laughs> We're not sure what it is, but it's going to be there. It's going to be there. For everyone, for everyone listening, unfortunately, since you're listening, you couldn't see this. But there was just a momentary pause on Andy's face where you're just like, oh, I was really hoping I was going to have the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping Rita was going to have this answer. <laughs> but anyways, um, it's looking reminiscent like 2007. They're going to go 19-0 and Eli's going to beat him in the Super dude, Bowl. Dude, Eli's dude. <laughs> <laughs> 18-0. Dude, Eli's dude. So that's another one. Uh, the, the Giants um, just had a uh, Brandon, Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Big yeah. signing uh, right there. And that's either going to be the greatest thing we've ever seen or just an absolute train wreck. 
Brandon Marshall was like already like we were not going to go to Miami on the boat, and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Odell Beckham Jr. and Brandon Marshall going head to head with Eli moderating, which is like no Odell Be- Beckham's going to pout every time Brandon Marshall gets yeah. more catches. Yeah, than so it's like Odell Beckham <laughs> and Brandon Marshall on the same team is a scary sentence until you realize Eli Manning is their quarterback. Dude, don't sleep on Eli. So as a Patriots fan, <laughs> Eli Manning is the greatest quarterback of all time. Which, <laughs> which, is, which is weird because uh, like when you look at Eli Manning, you wouldn't think he's a Super Bowl. I always want to go out and play yeah. football. Shucks, guys. <laughs> like a multi-time like Super Bowl champion. Oh, shucks. I got two Super Bowl rings. Oh, shucks. It was, it's funny how for the longest time Eli Manning had more Super Bowl rings than Peyton Manning. But <laughs> everyone considered Peyton Manning as the more successful. We did. People. <laughs> People still are not sure. They're like, well, I don't know if Eli's a Hall of Famer. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what he's done just on those two teams. I, first off, I think Tom Coughlin was a huge part of that. But to me, it's a, it's a no-brainer. But we, we can move on this uh, conversation for another day. Uh, last big thing to talk about uh, before we move on to our, uh, our last segment with Sexy Picks. Uh, Adrian Peterson is currently in Seattle today. Uh, might come to the Seahawks. I know he's doing his rounds. Uh, want to know what you guys think about if he uh, where he fits in in that offense or if uh, if at all, and see if we get AP out in uh, in the PNW. It's we could see. Um, th- th- I guess they're not totally confident with Thomas Rawls. Then um, he had the injuries last year, but he kind of came yeah. on at the end of the season. And he's a good back. He's a good back. I mean, obviously in today's age of NFL, you, you most teams have two running backs. They don't have a feature back quite like the old days. So uh, maybe a one-two punch with Rawls and uh, Peterson could be. Be pretty yeah, good. Be, I mean, they they need that Marshawn back. They need that yeah. like big bruising back because that's what they did. Because like the way they're set up is they paid everyone on defense, so they're yeah. gonna suffocate everyone on defense, and they're gonna just like keep Russell just alive enough to to do Make what Russell play. does best, right? Just yeah. run around and game. He's the best gamer in all of football. And yeah, maybe because sports. when Russell is, I mean, you could say this about any team and any quarterback too. But when Russell is like like how at the beginning of the season he got hurt, like he was still able to play, but he just wasn't. He wasn't able to run like he normally can, and he just, not mediocre, but he was so average. Yeah, he like, was. so insanely average, and I think I think them getting Adrian Peterson really helps out uh, since Marshawn's gone. I yeah. think ever since Marshawn left, it wasn't that they suffered at the position, but things definitely were not the same. Yeah. Uh, and I think he could be a good fit. Uh, at the same time, I feel like the Seahawks did well without him. Yeah. Uh, but they just had a tough year. Everyone was hurt. You know, they, yeah. they had. They, it was one of those years. I mean, you get those in the NFL every couple of years. You get no matter what who your team is. Just unless you're the Browns, it happens every year. But like everybody gets hurt. All the pieces align. Like everyone's gonna get. Someone's gonna get hurt every year, right? Yeah. That happens in every team. But <clears throat> Seattle just had it. At, just an off year, and yeah. so I think I think they'll be fine moving forward. And I I they early want them. In, I think an NFC Championship being in the Super Bowl is not something that would be surprising to anybody. Um, I think if they got Adrian Peterson, even if they got Adrian Peterson, I don't see. I don't. Adrian Peterson is not leading them to the promised land. No, thing. no, but like the, he's not going to. He's gonna, especially at this age and his like this time in his career. Like Russell Wilson is going to get them there. Richard Sherman is going to get them there. That defense is going to get them there. That's just something that can complement what they're already doing and kind of amplify that. Because they're going to have to – the only way they're going to be able to beat Atlanta is use that defense to try to limit what's going on there mm. and then run the clock. Right. So that's that's what they're – because they're never going to be Atlanta's offense. No one else is going to be Atlanta's offense and that, uh, except for the Saints, but the Saints don't have a defense. They just forgot to sign anybody on defense. 
Um, Regardless of whether Adrian Peterson goes with Seattle or not, uh, it's. I think we can all agree, regardless of what happens, Seattle's definitely clenching that division and going to the playoffs because there's like nothing existing, nothing worth existing in that division except for Yeah, you got to play Jared Goff. The 49ers currently have zero quarterbacks on the roster, so who knows what happens there. They Hold get, it out on Cousins. They want yeah. Cousins. If Cousins yeah. shows up there, that changes the whole division. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. we can't – That's we'll, we'll talk about that when that happens. So, yeah. anyways, before you move on, I want to go back to uh, when we were talking about um, Pac-12 degrees. And, um, oh, okay, and, yes, and smart, yes. Smart move. So, I brought a Colts player, stole a Uber driver's car. So, the story is – um, what's his name? David Perry of the Colts, and he's a nose tackle. Um, left the bar, just smashed. Uh, I guess got in an Uber. It says transportation cart, but he got it, it charges as auto theft. So we're gonna go Uber driver. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, safe, 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 safe. Sorry, because uh, so the two people he got in the car with uh, two other people. The first two people got out of the car and paid left, and he rode in the car. And then after the the other two passengers left, he got out of the car. Punched the driver in the head, took his car, drove it off, and crashed it. <laughs> Stanford degree. Um, so so he is charged. Sorry, he is charged with suspicion of robbery, auto theft, criminal damage, resisting arrest, and driving under the influence. It's good. He, nice he escaped assault there, which is good. Um, I do want to be clear. Uh, if you have a Pac-12 degree and you listen to the show, we're not targeting you. We are not targeting you. We are making a generalized statement. Um, and we're, we're going to get into the Pac-12 sports in a minute, and you, this will come full circle. But we're, Sorry, guys. We're not, we are not attacking you. Those are a lot of great institutions. Uh, last I, would, I, would, I would love A lot to have, of great ex, uh, institutions except for Arizona State. Come on. I yeah. mean, come on. I would love to have a degree from Stanford, so don't, don't get me wrong here. Um, before we move into uh, the NCAA tournament bracket, here. Uh, we have one last segment to end out our NFL today. Uh, it's called Sexy Pick. So this was something that originated with uh, one of my close friends who will be calling in the show here soon, Michael Brassfield, um, really talking about the team in the NFL that is not supposed to make the playoffs, no one is talking about to make the playoffs, um, and you believe is going to make the playoffs. So for two years ago, mine was the Raiders. Obviously it didn't work out until this year, um, but Raiders are not, like, obviously now you can't call the Raiders. They, yeah. they, you know, so it's I want to go around the table uh, and see who your sexy pick is. Um, and they can change, but this is the way too early sexy pick. Um, and we'll do this every time we do a segment, a big segment like this about the NFL. So I want to pass it over to, uh, to Andy first, uh, if you're ready. All right. So I'm going to go not with America's team, but the team of the Northeast, or the Northeast uh, team, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Two fullbacks. They got two fullbacks. Okay. And they've also made a lot. They got Tyrod Taylor resigned, so they they were gonna go with him, and they changed their mind at some point. Like, oh, I guess actually we're gonna stick with them. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, so they got uh, Patty D. They got my boy Patty D. So I gotta, you know. And they're moving on from Sexy Rexy, which yes. is just a travesty. Sexy Rexy, yes. Rex Ryan should be in the NFL always, and I hope he's on broadcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think he would serve better as an NFL analyst. Just as just as hot. Takes. I look right and foot fetish. There's a there's a, <laughs> there's a great article from Deadspin. And it's titled, Rex Ryan is just too human for the NFL. And it's a great story about how he's just, he's just who he is and he won't change for anybody. And that's hurting him being a great NFL coach. But we can, we'll talk about my love for Rex Ryan uh, an, another time. Chris, what do you got? Uh, so actually, uh, okay, so I'm, I, they, I don't know if this is uh, considered uh, in the qualifications, but uh, 
I they came really close to going to the playoffs uh, this year and they didn't. And I hate this team, uh, but I have to admit I really think things are starting to work there. Uh, Tampa Bay, I think Tampa yeah. Bay is going to make a not a run for the Super Bowl, obviously, but they I think they will go to the playoffs next season. Well, and they just signed um, Deshaun, Deshaun uh, Jackson, yeah. who uh, former Eagle, former who Eagle. We let go. Uh, because Chip Kelly is probably racist, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's quite the indictment. But <laughs> allegedly, uh, well, allegedly, yeah, allegedly. Uh, but no, we let him go, and uh, I like Deshaun. Uh, uh, he did well with the Redskins. Uh, him scoring points against the Eagles as a Redskin hurt uh, him at Tampa Bay. I think it's going to be. I think him and Jameis are going to be a good combination. He's uh, so fast. He's so yeah, fast. He's fast. He's old, but he's still. Like, when I heard the rumors that uh, Deshaun might have gone back to Philly, like, as old as Deshaun is, he's he's still good. Yeah. Like, he still has at least a good, solid, maybe two or is three he, Is he He's not that old. old. He's is, really not is, that is, old. I don't think he's even 30. My favorite description of him of all 30s. time, though, is uh, Patrick Peterson, who is one of the plays for Arizona, if you guys are not from, familiar, easily top two corner in the league. Um, called it crackhead speed. He said he has crackhead speed. He's, he is that fast. There was uh, Dan Patrick, and he and asked him. He got crackhead speed. Crackhead speed. He is fast. Um, so that's good. Um, oh, I didn't know about that, and now that's the. That's yeah. So don't you love him even more? And you love Patrick Peter, Patrick Peterson. If you guys don't know, he should be one of your favorite players. He's great. Um, so to to round this up before we move on. Uh, my sexy pick is someone I'm really high on uh, is Marcus Mariota. Uh, and the Mariota. 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 They are like, that, he, he has got it all together. Uh, I really do think he is going to be uh, that next level of quarterback coming in in the next couple of years. And they're putting pieces around him. They're making yeah. that. They've got DeMarco Murray. So um, I wasn't thinking about that. And now you say it. I was like, because they were on the right track until he got hurt. Yeah, no, they were that. they were right there. And I, I think that division's really weak. Um, it is it is a travesty what they're doing with Andrew Luck over in Indianapolis. That guy yeah. is a generational talent, and they can't put anyone to block it, block for him. But uh, And they just traded their best blocking tight end. So I, I don't know. I literally have no <laughs> idea what they're doing. To the um, Patriots, right? To the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why teams keep giving New England stuff. Why are people I'm not complaining. Giving, hey, there's this team in our division, our, our conference that always keeps winning. What if we just give them our best stuff? <laughs> yeah. Stop giving players to the Patriots. <laughs> uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but uh, as we move no, on here. I, well, what I was going to say, I, I, I could see that because I think Tennessee has quietly been getting a lot better. Oh, yeah. Just no one's been noticing. And I think they're going to pull off like – they're gonna pull off what Carolina did, where just out of nowhere they just not yeah. not that they go like perfect season, but that they're just out of nowhere. No one's gonna expect it, and they're just gonna do way better than what everyone thinks they're gonna they're capable. Of. Yeah, they they're uh, real close, and I think they're gonna go get a wide receiver, one of those really good wide receivers in the draft, and I think they're gonna be right right on track to be uh, dominating that division for yeah. a while. They're gonna actually uh, bold prediction. They're gonna go to the Super Bowl against the Eagles and lose, and then finally my childhood dreams finally. Happen. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, all right, guys. Well, so now it's uh it's tournament time. So it's uh, everyone's favorite time to remember that college basketball is a thing. Um, <laughs> so we need to go start with uh, first. I mean, with the bracket building, Chris has a seven step. Yeah. Eight process. Step. Yep. Eight, eight step, step process, process eight step. before we before we get into the bracket. We've got some really good matchups this year, uh, but we are going to let Chris uh, walk you through how to build your bracket uh, before yeah. before even looking at who's in it. 
so uh, hello everyone. Uh, so uh, it's that time of the year again where it's time where we start filling out our brackets. Brackets, if you don't know anything about NCAA football, uh, almost said football, <laughs> basketball, is where we make bold predictions on who we think is going to make it all the way to the top. Now, every year it's very synonymous that, you know, we work so hard to make these brackets just foolproof and then it always gets busted on the very first week of, of basketball play. So, I have a great eight-step guide, seven-step, it was seven-step. Come on, man. <laughs> a seven-step guide on, on making sure this thing is foolproof. So, uh, step number one, research each team based on analytical statistics and historical data. Look over the year-over-year performances of each team that's going into March Madness. Not I mean, only returning players, returning I mean, players, wins and losses, uh, shots, shots made, like quality wins, shots made. What's their what's their percentage of scoring points at the three point line, the two point line? Look at stuff like that. Put it in an Excel doc. Get the analytics straight out. Uh, step number two: make picks based on complex mathematical algorithms. Basically, things that just calculate all of these numbers into one and give you that perfect formula. You're, you're seeing how many players have run up and down the court this season. You want some fresh legs out there. You're exactly. judging that. Stuff like that. How many, how many dunks does this team have versus layups? <laughs> exactly. Layups. How stacked is that, is that starting lineup at the same time? How stacked is those, are those bench players? Because a player might get injured and he might have to go into the reserves. Step number three. Once you've made this bracket based on your research and your algorithms... Take a look at your majestically crafted uh, bracket. Just look how perfect that thing is. You are going to win that prize money. Step number four, after you finish looking at your bracket, immediately throw it in the trash can. Uh, step number five, did you not learn your lessons from the past years of March Madness? Nothing you do is going to go right. You're going to immediately lose in the first time. Hey, you know what? Step number six, why do you keep wasting your time on pointless stuff like this? You're not going to have a good bracket. You're going to lose. This is why you lost your job. This is why your spouse left you. This is why nothing is wow. going right oh, in your life. Step number seven. I don't know, binge watch like House Hunters or, or Gilmore Girls or something. Have you watched the movie Get Out? It's great. Go watch it. <laughs> Do that instead. That's going to be a way better uh, spending of your time. And that is my seven-step guide to making the perfect bracket. Well, you know what? Uh, with that, we can uh, we can dive right into there <laughs> with all the confidence of that. Uh, so we can, now we're going to cover the first uh, three steps. How yeah. you can get to that majestically? Yeah, that, how you can watch that majestically crafted uh, bracket. In, in all seriousness, no, this is uh, this is going to be a fun tournament because with the one and done rule really kind of setting uh, in effect of like it's really kind of its final consequence here, which we can obviously talk about a different time. There's a lot of really young teams in this tournament with, with a lot of really talented players that haven't played together. And then there's a lot of mid-major teams that uh, have a bunch of four-year seniors on them. So we got a lot of good matchups um, coming out. We've got their, our top four seeds this year are Villanova, Kansas, UNC, and uh, Gonzaga, which is how it's properly pronounced. Uh, I know growing up in Atlanta, it was called Gonzaga. People get really, people get really upset when you say when you don't say Gonzaga. Yeah, they, um, that's a that's a big that's a big no no apparently. Yeah. Uh, since I've moved here, are they going to be good? Are they going to get, get past the Sweet Sixteen? Because they can't. I don't. They look great. They look great. I don't they know always you look great them. every year, and then they lose to like yeah. someone. I mean, random. they've got they've got a favorable matchup. So they play Northwestern. Congratulations for making the tournament for the first time. Which ever. I am shocked that they just. I mean, they had a fun team. They were none of their players are. Uh, NBA talent by any <laughs> means, uh, but they've they've got they've got a good team. They got they play well together. I think they're all upperclassmen. Mm -hmm. um, so they, they'll play uh, Northwestern, Vanderbilt, 
Um, Vandy's always got a pretty good team. They've got a good coach. Um, and then they run into the buzzsaw of Notre Dame or West Virginia. Both those teams are great. Yeah. Uh, they're the four and five in the West. Uh, West Virginia, man, they're, they are scary. Uh, they're at home. They're unbeatable. Good news is you don't have to play them at home. Uh, but they have the talent, and they just beat you with whatever you're good at. They just take it away. Um, so that's a, that's a very fun team to watch because they're, they kind of change game to game depending on who their opponent is. Um, and then Notre Dame, man, they were just in the ACC tournament and lost to Duke, which oh, I hate Duke so much. So Hey, um, but then Duke lost, so I mean... Duke won. Oh, did they? Duke won the tournament, what, yeah. Who am I thinking of? North Carolina lost, but they... That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Whoops. that wasn't... Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That was legitimately me not trying to do it again. Yeah. No, that's, that's a fun bracket. Also on the other side of that, it's Arizona and FSU. Uh, which are some good teams, and then uh, Dunk City's back with Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah, uh, Dunk yeah. City, Dunk City, Dunk City. Yeah, so that's a that should be fun fun bracket. Um, which fun fact, no one in Florida knew FGCU was a university. <laughs> Literally, everyone's like, "Huh? There's a school called that. There's a 14th state university. Okay, all right." And, uh, and I know we could spend an entire podcast walking through every matchup on here. So I, what I want to do is uh, let's let's speed it up. And everyone's taking everyone here's taking a good good opportunity of looking through the bracket, correct? Yeah. Uh, so we uh, we're gonna pick a way too early final four, um, and I don't know need to know why they got there or how they got there. We're gonna talk about the final four, and then we're gonna talk about uh, who uh, who you think your national champion is gonna be. Just first look, so uh, no right answers because uh, as Chris stated earlier, you're gonna get it wrong. There are mm-hmm. no stupid questions. Right? <laughs> There's no stupid questions. There's until no you stupid ask one. questions. There's a ton of stupid brackets though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris, who do you got? Final four. Uh, Who's coming out of the, your to, brackets? You're gonna have to make me last. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to make me last. Yeah, no, no problem. I'll uh, I can head first as almost Andy if you want to take it. You go first. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, obviously coming out of uh, the South region, uh, I'm gonna put University of North Carolina. I think they hmm. are better than anyone hmm. in in the tournament. Are you sure this other. opinion's not biased? Oh, it's biased, one? but I really do. I really think they have probably one of the better teams in the tournament. Um, if they put it all together, but they've got some tough, tough obstacles. Uh, Butler's a r- sneaky good team, um, as well as uh, running into Kentucky or UCLA. So uh, the good news is we don't have to play both, uh, but we'll see, uh, see what happens there. Um, I think coming out of the Midwest, it's going to be hard to pick against Kansas, even though I really want to pick Michigan. They're hot. They have a great story. So they had, well, kind of scary. So they uh, they had the uh, Big Twelve tournament or Big Ten tournament yes. this uh, this week. And uh, as they were taking off, they had to abort the, uh, the takeoff. So they crashed their plane. Everyone was fine. Um, but the FAA, FAA confiscated everything there to like, make sure nothing was um, no funny business. So they had to play their first game in practice jerseys. Uh, but they ended up going through and winning the tournament. They weren't even supposed to, uh, to be. I mean, they were good. They were supposed to make the tournament like an 11-12 seed. But um, now they're a seventh. Now they're a seventh seed. Uh, they play Louisville, which is... Definitely beatable. Oregon, um, there's a lot of hype on that. But, I mean, I, I just don't trust Pac-12 basketball. Agree. I don't trust Pac-12 in any sport. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's a sport like no one cares about, like rowing. You know what they are? Yeah, good they, are good at, they are great, good at rowing. They're great at track and field, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Chris's point. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so that I think I think out of the Midwest, i got to go Kansas here. Um, uh, unfortunately... Uh, I'm going to pick Duke coming out of the East. Uh, I think they are hot. They could lose to South Carolina uh, in the second round, but I think they beat Villanova, um, and so we'll have Duke coming out of the East bracket. Uh, And in the West down here, uh, I'm going to get a little crazy with you guys. I'm going to have Arizona uh, beating uh, Gonzaga. 
who has probably the easiest, I, I would say the most favorable uh, draw out of anyone out of all yeah, the one they're, seats. They're going Elite Eight for sure. Yeah, um, I, th- I think Arizona pulls it out of there. So I think it's Arizona versus Duke. Um, and then North Carolina versus Kansas. Um, Roy versus old team. I think Carolina comes out on top of that. And I'm calling it crazy here. I'm putting Duke in the finals. We're putting Duke, North Carolina, finals. Duke, UNC. Yeah. Fourth meeting of, of the year. And I think Carolina wins on the last second bu- back at bus, buzzer. Buzzer beater. Uh, to really make up for that Marcus Page uh, travesty. <laughs> that was the saddest... Two seconds of my life. I was there, there was no need for a sad Jordan face because his face was way sadder than Jordan's will ever be. Marcus Page made one of the greatest shots in NCAA tournament history, and no one will ever remember it because the kid, that kid from Villanova hit a, an amazing buzzer, buzzer beater to win the uh, win yeah, the tourney. So that was that was that was that game itself was one of the best games I've ever watched. Yeah, it was it was wow. Yeah. Um, Andy, did you want to go or you want me? Yeah, I'll go. So I'm gonna start out with the Eastern Com- or Eastern Division. So I have to give props to my South Carolina Gamecocks. First NCAA tournament bid since I've been a fan of the Gamecocks, which was 2004 was the last time they were in it. <laughs> that's, a, that's impressive. they got a fun squad. Yeah, yeah fun team. Um, coach is great. Team, team's got a lot of veterans led by a couple seniors and a couple sophomores. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a tumultuous season because it was like, all right, there's, they started off hot. I'm on the bandwagon. Let's go. And then they had to stumble a little bit. Like, ooh, man, guess I'm off the bandwagon now. <laughs> And then, and then I was back on the bandwagon right before the SEC tournament, and then they lost to Alabama in their one SEC tournament game because they were the fourth seed, so they had the double bye into the tournament. Right. Um, so they lost to Alabama. So I was off the bandwagon. I was like, rest in peace, South Carolina basketball. And then the selection committee turned around and gave us a bid still. And I was like, I'm back on the bandwagon. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to pick Gamecocks. Oh, coming gonna, out of the East. Coming out of the East. Wow. I'm going to beat Duke. They're gonna beat whoever else they have to play. They're gonna they're gonna go to the final four. Let's, Bold hot take. Hot take. They're gonna take it. They're gonna figure whatever has been wrong with them because they were great. They beat Michigan. They beat Syracuse. I know Syracuse didn't make it to the tournament this year, but Syracuse was ranked like twelfth, I think, at the time they played them. Michigan was also ranked when um, they played when they beat Michigan. Um, so South Carolina has beat talented teams. Um, they just kind of stumbled uh, at the end a little bit. So hopefully they got a you know a few days off so they can figure out. They could sit and take a reflection, like, still got in the tournament, let's chill out, and let's, let's figure this out. So, with that, South Carolina taking the East. Um, go down, since the, they're, they're, uh, the team they will be playing will be West Virginia. West Virginia, the buzzsaw. You, you sold me on West Virginia. We were talking about this before the show, you were just going all off of West Virginia. So, I'm going with West Virginia, because the Zags... The funny thing about the Zags, I hadn't watched a, t- a single game of the Zags until they were like 20-something, like upper, t- whenever the, and they were on TV, and it was like senior night, and they were just doing all that hoopla and stuff, or maybe it wasn't senior, I don't know, it was the game they lost. Yeah. I was like, I didn't, because I was like, I did not realize that Gonzaga was the number one team in America <laughs> until they were on national TV, and then they lost. Like, well, to, okay. to BYU. To BYU. Of all teams. BYU. And I was like, oh, I was talking to my buddy well, Tim who went there. He said they lose to BYU like every year. He, I asked <laughs> him, he goes, I hate Jimmer Fredette. <laughs> Killing it in China. Killing it. Um, coming out of the Midwest, I'm not going to pick Oregon because I don't trust uh, Pac-12 teams, which also, <laughs> Pac-12 has not won the NCAA tournament in 20 years. It's Good. 20 years. So good. <laughs> With that, my decision is going to be Creighton. 
The Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Just going for the upset special here. Upset special. Special. Creighton Blue Jays are going for it. I'm like, I'm feeling these really young. It's a weird it's a weird year in college basketball, so I'm feeling these like four, five, and six seed teams. Okay. And seven when you're South Carolina. Yep. So moving forward, I mean I know Michigan's gonna be tough though, because they have that crazy but you know, they're gonna cool off and uh Oh yeah. Then down in the South Division, the good old South, I'm going with UCLA. Oh, just UCLA. come take I'm it not over take, the heels. I'm not taking the heels because you know what? You're a heels fan. <laughs> Screw you. So, <laughs> UC, UCLA balls, and they're going to go to the Final Four. So you got, you got West Virginia, South Carolina, um, UCLA, and Creighton. It's going to be just – they're going to – the TV – ESPN is going to hate this so much because this is not going to bring in the rating. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what do you mean it's not Duke and UNC? <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go UCLA takes, takes care of Creighton. They've got too much uh, star power, too much future NBA, t- NBA talent. West Virginia, South Carolina is going to look good all game, and then they're going to just – they're going to be South Carolina and, and just, like, make me sad and, like, lose at the last minute to West Virginia. So you're going to have West Virginia, UCLA – and I'm gonna pick West Virginia is gonna win it. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna surprise everyone. Okay, All right. I like it. I like it. The bus is great, man. They they could absolutely Bob Huggins team could absolutely pull that off. All right, Chris, okay. the basketball mind over here. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys know I I don't know if Chris uh, has seen a single college basketball game this entire season. Uh, I I literally have not. <laughs> so let's so let's uh, let's just get your final four rapid fire. What do we got here? Okay, so uh, I, I it's funny because I'm trying to pick, but like I I know what I think my upsets are going to be, but when it comes to the actual final four. Uh, like no for the East Nova's a very easy uh, team to pick. They went all the way last year. I think they're definitely gonna go to the lead eight for sure. Uh, Duke, I very much see getting upset very soon. Uh, definitely not Detroit, uh, <laughs> but I think I, I can definitely see Duke. So I'm ruling them out. I don't want to say Villanova because I feel like that's an easy thing to go with. Uh, I see Virginia definitely uh, beating the winner of Florida and then East Tennessee. I think East Tennessee is going to win that one. Uh, I think they're going to upset Florida. Uh, but for the East, I'm just I'm going to go with the safe pick. I'm going to go with Villanova. I think they're going to go all the way uh, in that division. When it comes to the West, the West is a little bit harder because uh, Gonzaga or Zaga? Gonzaga. Z- Gonzaga, that's the one that on paper you would expect to go all the way, but as history shows, they're not going to. That's um, why they're the one seed, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're the one seed. They're going yeah. to lose. Um, but there's no other team except Arizona that, to me, screams definitely going to go all the way. So, I'm, honestly, I'm going to – I very much – I think I'm going to go with Arizona uh, for the West. I think there's nothing about Arizona that makes me feel this way. Uh, you just want to bear down. Yeah, bear I just, down. I think, I think I'm going to be real. I don't even consider Arizona a Pac-12 team. Uh, as far as basketball goes? Yeah, I, I think. Hey, but you got UNC coming out of the South, don't you? <laughs> so in the South, UNC is definitely going to win their first two games for sure. Uh, I don't think there's uh, anything – yeah, because they're going to beat whoever yeah. wins Arkansas, and they're going to beat whoever they're playing uh, that. But <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, I'm going to go with um, – I'm going to go with – Kentucky's a boring pick. <laughs> I'm going to actually – I hate you. I'm going to go with UNC. There you I, go, I, Tar Heels. <laughs> Who's like, your winner? Who's your champion of all four of those? Uh, well, I still – so – in the Midwest, I'm gonna go with Michigan. There we uh, go. I feel like they're hot. 
They're hot. Great story. <laughs> They're hot. Let's get rolling. Yeah. So, I yeah. like it. Who's I, your Who's your champion? I would love to see Michigan just based on Michigan the wins. Michigan. Oh, that would be great. You know, that's, to, that would be a good story. I, I have like to that. apologize for earlier. I said I didn't trust Pac-12 teams, and then immediately scroll down and then go UCLA out of the <laughs> south. <laughs> I didn't, but I don't think UCLA is going to win. So we have, short, we have short-term memory here. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to that. We have uh, we have two more segments here coming up real quick. Uh, this is a new game that we have uh, decided to create with uh, Chris and Andy here. So. Uh, and Andy, you, you can chime in here because you don't know knew all of this. So Andy is a big music guy. Uh, Chris is also a big music guy, but yeah. they do not like oh, the yeah. same type of music. We are fans of literally opposite yeah. spectrums. One's of, got a Kanye shirt on, and the other one has a retro actually, it's a fish shirt. A fish shirt. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah. so there's there's quite the delineation between so, the two of them. Just the way we're dressed, it just automatically screams <laughs> we don't listen to the same music. No, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, so we there's a lot of really goofy band names. That Andy listens to. Uh, so Andy's going to go through, and and Chris is going to play Real or Not with yeah. uh, with Ben. So real band. everybody get ready yeah. for our first and round. You, you can you can chime in commentary. So this is real band or fake band. Okay. So we got ten bands. You just kind of go real band. You can you can uh, debate with it with Reed a little bit. Reed doesn't really know either. He might know, he might have heard a couple of these names in passing, but he doesn't know either. Yeah. So he can help in a way. Okay. But you can't. But if you do know, you can't tell. Okay. All right. So the first band we got ten band names. Um, some are fake. Some are real. <laughs> so we're gonna start off the band White Lighter. That sounds like a Kurt Cobain band. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna definitely go with that's a real name. Wrong. Oh, yeah. right right out of the gate. It's a fake band name. There's right. no such. I would, if I ever started a band, I'd probably consider White Lighter. I kind of like that. <laughs> right. It's, out of the gate. it's a okay. terrible name. Only one. It's okay. All right. it's all okay. Right. okay. Go on. Next band. Polecat. Polecat. Okay, that's definitely fake. That's real. <laughs> what kind of music is Polecat? Polecat, uh, kind of bluegrassy folk. They're actually from Washington. They're out, they're out of Bellingham, Washington. Okay, Polka first music. off, the fact that White Lighter is not real, but Polecat is. Okay, I'm going to do terrible at this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, this is what. Uh, Polecat's pretty good. They're actually playing at Summer Meltdown Festival that's in Washington this summer. I have summer. no idea what that is. <laughs> All right, Summer Meltdown Festival. Great festival. Uh, next, third one Trout Steak Revival. <laughs> What is this? <laughs> what? I feel like at this point... What on earth is that? I feel like at this point, when people are coming up with band names, they're just getting, like, they're just getting darts on a dartboard and hitting random nouns. That's just... Uh, I'm going to go with that is... That is real. You're correct. Yeah. Just take revival. One point. real. One point for Chris. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving down. One and two. Mother Sue and the Uptown Revival. Oh, that one's definitely real. Fake! Oh, <laughs> that is a fake band name. No one made me think so. The Revival. <laughs> the Revival. <laughs> the Revival I knew. Yeah. Uh, Next band, Sailing to Denver. That's just stupid. I don't know if that's real or not, but that's stupid. <laughs> um, sailing Denver? Sailing to, Dem- to Denver. That's real. It is real. It is yes. a band from Atlanta. Okay. Two points to Chris. <laughs> uh, next band, T.Y. and the Superflies. That's real. That's fake. Fake. You got it. Oh, fake. <laughs> three points. Uh, next band. Cigarettes after sex. Oh, oh, that's Scream's real band. Yes, it is a real yes. band. Right. Four playing. points. We got a hot okay. streak. Yeah, they're, they're right. playing. They're playing at Sasquatch. All okay. right, next band. Twiddle. That's the band is called Twiddle. Twiddle. What does that even mean? I'm gonna go with fake. 
It's real. <laughs> wow. They're out of Vermont. It's a, it's a jam band out of Vermont. Of course. <laughs> is this my score? Their, their famous song is it's called Jam Man in the Van. What's my score? Jam Flow right Man. Um, you have four score. points. Four points. Four okay. points. All right. The next, the next band, The Main Grass Squeeze. Okay. Sounds like a beer. That is... <laughs> That sounds like something you get in a gas station bathroom. That's what that sounds like. Uh, I'm going to go with fake. You're right. Yes. Big five points. Five we are points. five for nine right now. And then the final one, Hooch Turner. That's got to okay. be a country music guy. Okay, so I know Turner and Hooch is a movie. Uh, this, is a, this is a jam band. Jam bands are, are usually... Uh, Filled with white people. White people love Turner Hooch. <laughs> Turner Hooch because it has Tom Hanks, and who doesn't love Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. Find a white person doesn't like Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in all fairness, find anyone who doesn't like Tom True. Hanks, but definitely try to find a white person who doesn't like Tom Hanks. I'm gonna go with that is real. Fake. Fifty <laughs> oh! percent for the day. Wow. Oh, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. It's still an F, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't, I didn't pass the class, but. Uh, Man, that was yeah. good. That's that is a great. Uh, we're gonna bring that one back. Well, I like that, that one. That I like fun. that one a lot. We're gonna. That's, yeah, we're gonna that's bring definitely that back. coming back. Yeah. Um, well, as we're wrapping up here, uh, we are going to uh, to let Chris do a couple of plugs. He's got a couple of shows yeah. coming up, so I'm gonna hand it over to Chris. Uh, go for it, man. All right, so uh, Tuesday, I'm going to be at the Parlor Live in Bellevue for a show called 10 Minute Tuesdays. Uh, it's just it. Actually, I'm going to be real with you. It's not even a show. It's it's uh, it don't come to it. Uh, so, uh, no, no, it's gonna be great. Uh, it's a mix. It's a showcase, and there's an open mic followed afterwards. That's why I'm embarrassed about promoting it because comedians kind of have like a weird thing of where we, we, even if it's a showcase, but there's an open mic aspect of it. Uh, we don't like promoting it. But uh, Thursday in Eugene, Oregon, I'm gonna be on the Gateway Show. Uh, so look up Eugene. Uh, look up Gateway Show on Facebook. And you'll find all the details about the show there. It's a super fun show. It's a show where comics will do sets. And then they get uh, inebriated with a certain substance that is green. And then they do another set. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And then this uh, this Saturday coming up, I'm going to be in San Francisco doing the setup Saturday night. Uh, so go to the setupcomedy.com uh, to find out how to get tickets to that show. I'm super excited, San Fran, to do comedy in your city. Oh, you're touring. You're going to yeah. Eugene, yeah. Oregon, and San yeah, Fran? Yeah, Actually, you don't call it San Fran. It's SF. San, San Francisco people will do will not yeah. like that if you or call Frisco. it San Frisco. Frisco. Call Frisco. Yeah, yeah. You better you get, have like happy to be in San Fran. You know Frisco. <laughs> That'll really get them going. You better uh, you better get a startup before you go down there, or else you're not yeah. gonna fit in. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and then my last two plugs: uh, Friday, March 24th, and Saturday, March 25th. I'm gonna be performing at Jai Tai here in uh, Capitol Hill in Seattle. Uh, gonna be on both showcase shows that night. Uh, both shows start at nine o'clock, uh, so definitely come on by. All of those, any of those shows, are gonna be fun. Uh, and uh, if you like the things I say and the way I say, it, you should follow me on Twitter at Tofor Mejia, T O P H E R M E J A. Help me become Twitter famous. That would make my mom very disappointed. Mejia, M E J I A. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Well, hey guys, I want to say thank you for coming by. Thanks to our sponsor. Uh, we're looking for the check in the mail uh, to pursuit pursuit and tie. Uh, Till next week, we will uh, we'll see ya. So thanks for stopping by. Bye.